PW Hustle Networks present PWR at the Movies. Join the professor, Tommy Wonder, and JB as they discuss the greatest pro wrestling moments in movie history. Can Wrestling fans, Hulk, you've got a big smile on your face. You must have seen today's show. You better believe it, Mean Gene. Man, I've been hanging and banging all over the world, but I've never seen anything like today's show. You mean it's that exciting? Daddy, first we'll see what happens when me and my pals knock heads with Piper and his turkeys while trying to fix up your new house, Mean Gene. You know, that house is never going to be the same. There, this will fix those boobies good. Andre and the rest of us wrestlers get involved with jewel thieves in a case of mistaken identity. To take it easy, fella. Hurting me won't do you any good. <gasps> the necklace. Oh, why, you're not a mean guy at all, are you? I step on the gas, then I put it into gear, then I release the brain. And Mean Gene, I can't even begin to tell you what happens when the weasel, Bobby the Brain Heenan, gives the Iron Sheik driving lessons. That alley's too narrow. Nonsense. There's plenty of room. Bobby the Brain and the Sheik together in the same car. Hulk, that must be a real far out experience. You don't know how far out, Mean Gene, but you'll find out if you watch today's show. To the Magnificent Seven, Elite Eight, Naughty Nine, Terrific Ten, Essential Eleven, the Tubuloso Twelves. I don't even know what, what's thirteen. Uh, it ain't terrific. It's totally uh, tubular. Thirsty. It's thirsty thir- thirteen. Thirsty thirteen. I'm gonna go with what what TW said. The thirsty thirteen. We we. I was giddy from the last episode of the PWR podcast with the spotlight, Mr. Monday Night. Missed the pay-per-view, the whole fucking show. RVD is now an official reflection. Now, yes, if you don't know, I have the proof. I have the tweet. <laughs> he loved it. He loved the PWR Pro Wrestling Spotlight. That's because moi, the most intellectual. That is because moi, the most effervescent. It is because moi, the most studious. But most importantly, it is moi, 
the glorious one with the ideas. I have the ideas in my brain and I want to give you the entertainment and the quality of the shows that you, Reflectionites, you, Magnificent Seven, deserve. I am that man, the Professor Chababa Cruz, the most objective man in the IWC, YWC, the most objective man in this political punditry, the most ob- objective man on this pop bean platform. And I'm not here alone because we are going to the movies. Yes, we got our popcorns, we got our sodas, we got our whiskey, we got our rums and cokes, we got our blows, we got our marijuana from Greenpeace. We got everything here. We got our flat screens ready to go. But before we do that, before we go into the movie sections of the PWR podcast here at the PWL Networks at Podbean.com, let me introduce my cohort in crime. And... As of all AEW All Out, he is now AEW's number one fan. He is collecting all elite figures, and he's going to collect the Adam Cole K-Day all elite, super elite figures. He is your friend of mine, Mr. AEW, Mr. Iron Stomach One, Mr. Conservative Liberal. He is Mr. Wonderful, the Tommy Wonder, how are you doing, my friend? Mr. AEW, Tommy Wonder, how are you doing? I was, I was doing great until you did that and kicked me while I was down. But I just want to I'm, not kicking, I'm not kicking you in while you're this down. I'm, I'm prepping you up. Two, this is Series 2, and the man that I predict will be a star <laughs> in the world wrestling entertainment. I've okay. had this for a very long time. Mm-hmm. At one point, the only guy worth a damn in AEW, right there, Hangman Page. Mm-hmm. Let me rephrase that. The only homegrown guy, if you will. Then I got this one not too long ago. This is Series 6. Because mm-hmm. we all know at one time I thought this guy was the absolute best guy in the business. I don't think he is anymore, but I still think, you know, he's all right. Uh, he's, still, he's still the Le GOAT. Champion. Le champion. The, mm-hmm. the demo guy. Two of three WWE guys who have been the champion for AEW, but I'm just saying. Okay. J.D. Vieira, who likes to say, uh, only one champion is a WWF guy, but they say they only push WWE guys. Well, J.D. Vieira, let me tell you a story if you ever listen to our show. That's the problem with the IWC, YWC. If you don't have a belt, you're not being pushed. So he had to wait until the luchador, well, young old bucks had to beat the the revival to get the belts off WWE guys there. Uh-huh. Uh, Kenny Omega had to beat Ambrose to get the, the belt off the WWE guy there. Rusev is a WWE guy. And Britt Baker, most overrated female wrestler of all time. The reason my favorite Shots. guy left my Shots favorite promotion. Uh, uh-huh. And then my latest. I've been trying to get this guy. He's got like 18 figures of AEW, but I've never seen him at the store. But on. Ironically enough, Britt Baker's first figure is in the same line, but this is series one of unmatched. What that means is this is the guy I looked most forward to seeing because I knew nothing about him other than internet shit, and he mm-hmm. was very disappointing when I finally... He cannot do a promo to save his life. Did I do that? Corniest shit I've ever seen in my life. But anyways, I decided mm-hmm. today. I just told someone today. I surrender. I want Johnny Gargano <laughs> to go to AEW so that my two favorite guys are there because NXT is about to be a shadow of its former self. I, I have no expectations 
on September the 14th for NXT. I still love LA Knight. I still love Johnny Gargano. Um, I still like Ciampa. Thomas Tomas Ch- Ciampa. Um, I like Loomis, Dexter Loomis. I like mm-hmm. India. Ari- I love Austin Theory, but happening. But I, I will say this, and I've said this long, many times, long-winded. My number one problem with AEW is their shit-talking of WWE. I like Daniel Bryan's opening lines in his little promo after the show ended. I didn't mm-hmm. like his pandering afterwards, because you might as well not even say you were happy there if you then turned around and ripped on it. Um, but I get it. It's, he's working them, is what he's doing. I, I believe Adam Cole was sincere in saying he was grateful for his time there. Uh, Adam Cole, I won thousand percent understand why he did what he did for one he signed with nxt before aew existed for two those are all his buddies i feel bad for xavier woods because i think adam cole and him were pretty cool buddies but they weren't even on the same show so what can they really do like he he's gonna be with his friends and i understand that it's it's we've talked about this before how hogan traveled with a certain amount of wrestlers that if he was in wwe they were there if he was in wcw it's all a click it's all a click for everybody to be be together because of his woman being there knock on wood i hope the next press release isn't Britt baker and adam cole break up after three weeks on the same show but uh you you're hoping for that no i hope i'm wrong oh okay how about that that would make me feel terrible for him but but i i understand adam cole i held out hope i i I'm not like everybody else who thinks he wouldn't have got pushed on the main roster. I think he would have. Um, if you remember, he's 1-0 on mm-hmm. Raw or SmackDown, whatever show was on, and he beat who? Seth Rollins, Mr. WrestleMania in his eyes. So I think there was room for him, and I think they would have pushed him. And it's funny because I'll bet you they offered him a ton of money. I just recently found out Randy Orton makes $4.5 million a year. I remember when a wrestler making $1 million a year was fucking big money. You know why Randy Orton makes five four point five million a year? Because they paid him that to not go to AEW. So yeah. I bet you they offered Adam Cole some damn money. And but you know what? I I I don't think he, he meant it as a slight. But when he said it was an easy decision for him, I don't think so. I think if Undisputed Era was still together, it would have been a harder decision. But them breaking them up, he's probably he's barely on the show anymore. He's by himself when he is. I'm sure he hangs out in the back with the boys, but, but most guys got called up and got left behind. But I, I think Alistair black is better off in AEW. Um, I still don't care about Rusev. I, I never ever would or will ever care about Dean Ambrose. Um, the revival. I like them until they open their mouths. Actually, it's the bald one. I don't like, but here's what we are now. And this is what I told mm-hmm. Travis. There's enough guys there that I like the ones that I don't like, even though those are the ones on TV all the damn time. Mm-hmm. Cody, who's been off the old bucks. I cannot stand the old bucks. I can't. I actually, first time this, I ever saw this is, this is beautiful. This is, this is a ramp. I mean, it's just one guy that, you know, it should have just tipped the scales. You should be AEW fanboy. You should have the shirts. You have the toys. You should be ready. You should enjoy it with your- Adam Cole shirt. There you go. That's all that matters. Adam Cole. Adam Cole is probably my current, if I had to pick a favorite, it's him. If I had to pick two, we're in Shawn Michaels' Bret Hart territory. It's him and Gargano. I still love AJ Styles. I still love Matt Riddle. But to be fair, I do not, for for all the people listening to this thinking I'm a WWE apologist, I couldn't tell you last time I watched Raw or SmackDown. I will watch pay-per-views. I will not pay for a pay-per-view. I have the network or Peacock. Um, 
I will not order an AEW pay-per-view. I did like, mm-hmm. there was a live video uh, on the Hustle page, and someone said they thought they thought it was that black dude that was sitting in the front row when I think Undertaker lost to Brock, where he just sat mm-hmm. there with his eyes bugged out. I don't okay. know if it was the same guy, but he did look like him. Where it looked like they were at a bar that was showing AEW live. Mm-hmm. One bananas when Adam Cole's music came on. And then, could be. Could so be. I don't know. I wouldn't mind going to do something like that, going somewhere to watch it live. I like Jungle Boy. I like, uh, I, again, I don't even know where the hell Hangman Page is. I haven't seen him on there since two Mater- years ago when I first Mater- watched Maternity it. leave. He's on maternity well, leave. Well, I did, I did read that the other day. Someone said, let him stay gone for 12 more weeks so that he doesn't get lost in the shuffle. Um, but I do not like CM Punk. That's well documented on here, so I don't care about mm-hmm. him. I, I will never, as long as I, I don't not like them. I just do not understand the popularity of neither Darby Allen or Orange Cassidy. They literally are smaller than my oldest daughter's last boyfriend. Uh, both of them look like they'd be mopping floors at Wendy's. I don't understand it. That slow motion shit I hate even more than anything. However, I mm-hmm. did watch him wrestle Matt Hardy, who, by the way, lost. So, oh, yeah, WWE was wasting him. But then he goes there and loses to a guy half his size and bleeds the hard way from the nose. Um, but shout out to AEW super fans who hate all things WWE, yet Two things. One, with every new WWE signing, they think AWE got better or AEW got better. So hmm, how's that work? And B, I dare you to shit on Vince McMahon gimmicks and never once say a fucking thing about a dude dressed up like a dinosaur. Not once. Not one time have I seen anyone critique a man being a dinosaur. And mm. I don't mind him. I think he's awesome. I know that dude from Big Brother. He was on Big Brother. Uh, his name mm-hmm. is Austin, I think, in real life. But he was awesome on there. He, he, he. I could tell he was a wrestler on there. And then when he finally said he was a wrestler, he has everything. He has all the quality. It's crazy to me that he's quiet on there. Well, at least I've never heard him talk on there. Um, I like those guys. And so I'm going to try to watch AEW. I'm going to watch it as often as I watch Net, uh, NXT. You Not try. You're on. going to. You're going no, no, to. I'm saying if I'm doing something else, I ain't watching it. However, mm-hmm. I just signed up for Sling for free. Two months through Verizon, and there's a DVR. So I am strictly DVRing NXT and AEW, and I will watch them. I'll probably fast forward through a lot of shit. And, oh, and last but not least, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Every single woman in AEW is the same. I don't care if they're black or they're white. They wrestle the same match. They talk the same shit, and it's the same match every single time. It is absolute bathroom break time for me. And I want to like Britt Baker. It's my favorite. It's my favorite wrestler's chick. Nope, I don't like her when she talks. I don't like her when she wrestles. Uh, actually, I haven't seen her wrestle. I've only seen like highlights of it. She's always talking shit with them fat girls that come out. With. You, you know, reflection nights. It's baby steps. He's gonna watch yeah. it. So that's step one. Step and two. He for like a month, and I told you I'm preparing myself for Adam Cole. Sting mm-hmm. didn't get me to turn it on. Christian Cage, an old acquaintance of mine, didn't get me to turn it on. Which, by the way, he's lost in the show. He straight up drowned. CM Punk. No, no, no. Send this to my buddy. You know the you know the the meme on the internet where the mom's grabbing the kid into the pool and the other one's mm-hmm. drowning. The other one's at the yeah. bottom of the pool. And the um, skeleton. Yeah, I know. Oh yeah, Christian Cage is drowned. Mm-hmm. CM Punk is at the bottom of the pool. Adam Cole splashing around, and Daniel Bryan's the one getting. I absolutely. This is what I say. This is why I was disappointed the other day. Adam Cole coming to NXT. I didn't know who he was, but the reaction he got and the thing he did when he came out with the rest of the undisputed era. It shocked the system, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. 
His debut for AEW, to me, huge failure. A, he came out to a huge pop and immediately joined the super kick party by super kicking somebody and then immediately gets overshadowed by Daniel Bryan coming out and beating him up. So to me, and he's Kenny Omega's Roddy Strong is what he is. He went from being Kenny Omega to being Roddy Strong. So I hope you know, big picture he turns on them. Th- there there is there is sayings that you know Adam Cole went from main eventer NXT with all this potential to being a uh I, I would use the uh new J- not not the not the psych well sidekick is one, but I'm gonna go New Japan for all the reflection nights. Young boy. He turned into Kenny Omega's young boy, and that's an insult to what Adam Cole has built. Yeah. For the last Absolutely. ten years, unless so, they're building up to Adam Cole versus Omega, when I would well, like to see, because I I prefer Adam Cole as a heel. There's an old like saying: Adam Cole turn on Omega and take over the elite, and then there's Omega a, be the good guy. There's an old saying: first impressions, right? You make right. once you make your first impression, you either are sold or you're done with it. So that first impression of being the young boy or sidekick. Kind of left a lot of people flat. So if they're WWE shills, so be it. But you know that's the no, way it feels. Fuck that. There's no one wants Adam Cole to succeed more <laughs> than me. All right. Well, that's that's where you got to tune in, TW. Tune in to Dynamite. But anyway, let's get to what we do best here at the PWSL Networks at Podbeam.com. We do the nostalgic I stuff. Houston. I hate raffle these balls or whatever he well, said. He's nuts. I'm, whatever, redeem these nuts. But anyway, yeah. neither here nor there. But let's celebrate. Let's celebrate going back in the t- back in the time machine, if you will. And we're going yeah. back, back to the movies. And we're not going to talk about one episode. We're not going to talk about two episodes. We're going to talk about three episodes. It's a triple feature here on the PWS Network. As we go to the movies, we are going to talk about an old childhood classic because it was Saturday mornings. It was 10 a.m. East Coast time. It was probably 9 a.m. Michigan time on CBS Saturday morning cartoons in 1985 where it was Hulk Hogan's Rockin' Wrestling, TW. And, you know, this is a great – let's talk about it from a standpoint of the business. Again, you know, in the wrestling industry, you know, Vince McMahon – Wanted to go mainstream. This is this was the this was something where the wrestling people just hated what Vince McMahon was doing. The bigger picture, if you will, he wanted to go mainstream. It, it was about Sports Illustrated. It was about NBC. It was about CBS. About, it was about being on Johnny Carson. It was about being on Good Morning America. All this stuff. Vince McMahon's vision was to have WWF, aka WWE, in the lexicon of American culture, and this is another. Uh, formula, if you will, Saturday morning cartoons. Bring in the wrestlers. You know, you had Hulk Hogan, of course, the main, the centerpiece. You had Tito Santana, you had Andre the Giant. You know, the the, the term bigger than life. When you are when you're a cartoon TW, you are bigger than life. It is your, you know, when you go to the arenas, you're seeing wrestlers bigger than life. They're bigger than ordinary humans, TW. So this is what Vince McMahon wants. This is what the wrestling community of today is not understanding. And, you know, since we did, since you did do the AEW diatribe, I'll say this. For AEW to go main, for AEW to keep the momentum going, they have to do the mainstream stuff. And, of course, you're gonna, you, you have to do the stuff for ESPN. You got to do the stuff for, you know, Bleacher Report. You got to do the stuff for, again, Good Morning America, the, the Today Show. 
you know, the, the Tonight Show and all this stuff. They got to do it. It's not, you know, it's nothing wrong with going mainstream, but that's what AEW wants. They want to be that lexicon of Americana, the lexicon of American culture. You have to have WWE and AEW for the American fans on TV to be like, what is going on here? This is what we've got to talk about, TW. I, I don't think there's nothing wrong with going mainstream. What say you, TW? Well, I've been saying this a long time. For the longest time, Vince McMahon is not booked for our old asses. He books for children. There is mm-hmm. nothing more no-brainer than making a cartoon and having mm-hmm. kids watch them on wrestling who think they're real-life comic book heroes and then seeing them on TV as cartoons. And I learned the hard way by watching these cartoons that this absolutely was not made for me today. Mm-hmm. It, it worked for me. In 1988 or 7 or whatever the hell year this, 86? Um, 85. Yeah, it was a hard watch. It was a hard watch at 48. Yes, it was a hard hard watch for the professor at 44, but AEW is doing that stuff because they do crossover stuff with TNT basketball. They mm-hmm. do stuff. I don't know if they do it with baseball, but they do stuff like Cody Rhodes having his show with Brandy, which is basically, if we're being honest, the Bellas, whatever whatever the name mm-hmm. of their shows is, and Divas, and all that, and there's nothing wrong with it. Nothing yeah. at all. The more eyeballs you put on your product, I know more than one female who watches wrestling because they saw the Bellas twin show, or the Divas show first, then mm-hmm. turned it on just to see what's going on. For, for women, because they watch it for the whole soap opera aspect of Kardashian-style TV, and then they turn on wrestling and go, ooh, who are these hot guys? And then yeah. they watch it for that. Whereas for me and you, we ain't watching Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes. T- well, I know I'm not. You might be sliding in their DMs. But mm-hmm. but you know what I'm saying. Someone yeah. watching that might then turn on wrestling. Or even let's just make it a feel-good moment. A little kid sees his mom watching the Rhodes show and then goes, Oh, Mommy, that's American Nightman, Cody Rhodes. And then they watch wrestling together. And it brings families together to watch wrestling. I'm all for it. But this rock and wrestling cartoon... Obviously, at 85, I'm 12 years old. I had no problem with it. I mm-hmm. I think in hindsight, and, and wrestling's full of this, I think mm-hmm. in hindsight, the people bitching about it, bitching that they didn't do it first. Because I'm telling you, everything Vince McMahon did turned to gold for a long, mm-hmm. long time for him. And it put everybody else in the outhouse because they didn't do it first. Or they did do it first, like Vern Gagne or, or World Class with TV, Vince then did it better. So a lot of these dudes with the sticks in their asses is because, A, we you say it on here a lot of times about the IWC, people are afraid of change or don't like change. But Mr. T workout thing with Hulk Hogan's workout thing, all that stuff, these toys that I keep showing you, all of it, fine for one thing, to put eyeballs on the wrestling product on TV. And mm-hmm. I would say wrestling put mine and your eyes on the cartoon, but some kid watched that cartoon for the first time and then turned on wrestling. Right. That, that was the formula that Mr. McMahon was looking for, to get the new kid to watch wrestling in a, a great formula. You know, Saturday morning cartoons was at its phoenix, you know, when you had, like, Spider-Man and Amazing Friends. You had Bugs Bunny, uh, Hour. You had all these cartoons, even Pee-wee's Playhouse at, at that time. So you had a lot of kid-friendly shows, so you needed that, that, you needed that wrestling formula in there. So I had no problem with that. And, of course, 
when this debuted in October of 1985, this is already coming off the success of WrestleMania 1 and everything that Vince McMahon is doing with Hulk Hogan. You know, he's on this cover of Sports Illustrated. He's on Saturday Night Live. And again, we even did a movie episode with him on the 18th TW. So this, this money train, as you say, is rolling along. And, and again, for all the AEW fans of today, you know, you got, you got the Bucks, TW, you got Kenny Omega. They love video games. So that, they, that, that of course, you know, reaches a kid audience that reaches a nostalgic male audience who love video games like the Nintendos and the Ataris back then. And you merge with the pe- people who play with PS5s right now. That's money. That's, again, like you just said, eyes on the product. And if they want to do a, a cartoon in 2020 Wonder, I can see Cody, I can see the Bucks, and I can see Omega doing something like anime, like the Japanese anime stuff, where, the, you know, like, you ever seen Pokemon TW and all that yep. stuff and, and the fighting? They can do that, and, P, and the kids and probably even adult males will gravitate towards that. And like you said, if they all can come together and watch it, as a family, then they can watch Dynamite and they can watch Rampage. Then mainstream is where AEW is headed. But anyway, we're talking about Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling TW. And before we let's get into some of the logistics here. Now, the formula for a half hour Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling, there was either two ways. We're going to talk about one episode that was actually took the whole half hour. So, you know, there was commercial breaks. And then the, the other two episodes were broken down into, like, 10-minute intervals. So those that was kind of an easy... With uh, promos. With, with a promo. You know, that, that was the formula. Hulk Hogan and Mean Gene always talked about what was going to happen on the episode of Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. But, T.W., I have a problem in one aspect before we even get into the crust of these episodes. And that was Hulk Hogan himself. The look of Hulk Hogan... The, whoever drew Hulk Hogan... I hate to say this, did not watch Hulk Hogan wrestle because why the why the hell did you draw Hulk Hogan looking like a high school wrestler with a singlet? He's wrestling with a singlet. He never wrestled with a singlet like that. I think it was supposed to be the tear off shirt. Why didn't it tear off? Why did why couldn't you draw him tearing the shirt off? I got a better question. Okay. Him, dog. Uh. And which is basically street clothes. Captain Lou Albano, Wendy mm-hmm. Ricker, and Jimmy Snuka all walking around in their wrestling gear. And Tito's dressed up like he's standing outside of Home Depot waiting to get hired for a side job. That's a good question, too. They and probably... Tito got more lines than anyone not named Hulk Hogan, I think, in that first episode, second episode, the first one we didn't watch. Right. Well, we don't know about who had more uh, voice time, but you know what? And another fun fact for all the Reflectionites, the voice of Hulk Hogan was not Hulk Hogan in the cartoons. It was actually, everybody loves Raymond's own, Brad Garrett. He was the voice of Hulk Hogan, T.W. Did you know that? Yes. Although it didn't sound like him to me on this episode. I I don't know if maybe he was season two or if he just was different in season one, because Mm -hmm. he does do other voices. Like, Mm -hmm. in my whole life, my memory was he sounded just like Brad Garrett sounded like on Everybody Loves Raymond, which is funny that you just said 
segued into that, and I almost said Tito was dressed like Ray Romano, even though he's Italian <laughs> and not Hispanic. But mm-hmm. he looked like Ray Romano on there. And mm-hmm. Brad Garrett is Hogan's voice. Looks like you're petting a cat. I'm petting a cat? No. Well, so you know. Like you're reaching for your cat. Like, here, come here. I got the peanut butter. Get over here. I, 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 was, I was feeling something, but oh. that's okay. Neither, neither here nor there. That's a flashing nice. No. You know, don't worry about it. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry about it. But also, you know, another fun fact was, was the voice of Junkyard Dog. Now, when you look at these episodes of Flesh Nights, when you hear the voice of Junkyard Dog in the episodes, if you did not see the credits, it's kind of funny, T.W., because the voice of Junkyard Dog actually, to me, sounds like Wolfman Jack from yeah. old, olden days. Yeah, but you're right. if, you look, if you looked at the credits, Reflectionites, the voice of Junkyard Dog is Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, wow. James Avery, who did the voice They're of the Jack. Why you keep doing this stuff about the dead? <laughs> I was bummed but, out <laughs> counting all the dead bodies on this shit. <laughs> well, cartoons, you never die. You always live forever. Tito, Tito Wendy, Hillbilly Jim, and, and Hogan are the only ones left. And Iron Sheik. Mm-hmm. That, that's, is dead. That, that's still something to say, T.W., but again, right, it, right. it's funny that James Avery is the voice. You know, before we even talk about the episode, T.W., I'll be... You, you understood the correlation I said with Junkyard Dog and Wolfman Jack. If people don't know about Wolfman yeah, Jack, yeah. you know, Google that name and, and find him on YouTube because the, the way they had him sounding here, T.W. And he, he did cartoon voices in the 80s. I think he was on Scooby-Doo a lot, like, as himself. Mm-hmm. Probably, probably did. I don't know if he was the voice of Scooby-Doo. He could have done that. It was a Halloween episode of a Saturday morning cartoon. Wolfman Jack was on it. Yes, yes, definitely. But I, I just say it, it was funny to hear, like James Avery, again, Brad Garrett. Did he watch Hulk Hogan promos? No, because he did not sound like Hulk Hogan. There were and, a couple times he did when he got mad. He sounded okay. like Hogan. Okay, the he, horse. he pro- j- just, horse. just just a little bit. But but with James Avery, he did not watch junkyard dog matches he did not watch junkyard dog promos he watched wolfman jack videos and he right. said i'm gonna do i'm gonna do junkyard dog voice in the in the honor of wolfman jack but tw with hulk hogan's rock wrestling the the cartoon formula is to have the good guys and the bad guys the good guys was hulk hogan tito andre jimmy snucker wendy richter jyd and and who else am i forgetting captain lou captain lou Alberto. And on the bad team, Mean Gene. Well, Mean Gene would, would pop up here and there. And on the bad squad was Roddy Roddy Piper, Big John Stud, Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkov, and the fabulous Moolah. TW, that's that's a that's a ten man tag team. That's a battle that's a battle royal. That's all that stuff rolled With up managers. into one. With managers too, Sue. TW, did they pick the right people? Because you know what the funny thing is, business wise? You know, they already had these episodes in the can, if you will. And Wendy Richter herself left the WWF on bad terms. Right. I think I think in November of eighty five after that uh after the screw job with Fabulous Moolah. So, you know, back there was no internet back then, there was no social media to be like, why is Wendy Richter still on Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling when she got you know, you couldn't erase her from the cartoons and she wasn't replaced. You couldn't replace her with another woman's. Re- you couldn't replace her with uh, 
what's the like Lelani Kai or you couldn't replace her Judy with, Martin or Judy Martin. It wouldn't make sense, T W. So right. you were stuck with people. Rock and Robin. And oh, and also because since Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling lasted until nineteen eighty six, Jimmy Snuckle left the WWF in late eighty five also went to the AWATW. So that you know, the funny thing is if if like I said, if Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling was in twenty twenty one to TW Vince McGarry was like, God damn it, we gotta erase these people out of here. Get Adam Cole, CM Punk, and Christian Cage out of there. It, or yeah. something like that. That's what have been. That's what he is doing with the video games. His but he name couldn't. Is now Cole Adam. What whatever it is, but that would have been a funny, uh, funny problem for Vince McMahon to address during that uh, that snowstorm or you know that money train, as you said, in 1985. What is your Lasting thoughts before we get into that episode with that kind of problem with the people leaving to the WWE. You know, it's funny because the whole time I'm thinking, like, of course we were there, so we were while you were nine or whatever, you were seven, whatever, and I'm twelve, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't remember wrestling talking about the cartoon. I don't remember mm-hmm. the cartoon talking about wrestling. Like it was almost like they were two separate entities, and that the fact that they only lasted two cartoon seasons probably means. Snooka and Wendy Richter, Vince probably was like, fuck this. Because mm-hmm. do you remember when The Simpsons first came out? They said one episode. They, w- they would have one crew working on one episode and mm-hmm. a different crew working on another and a different. And I don't know how many episodes of The Simpsons there were a season, but that's 90, maybe even 89 right. when The Simpsons come out, maybe even 88 or 87. I had read... 80, 87, they were on Tracy Ullman. Right. Just, first. And they were very crude, like, drawings. They didn't look like yeah. they do on The Simpsons. They were ugly. He used to, he used to eat worm sandwiches on the boat. I remember it. Mm-hmm. I watched that show when I was a kid. So anyway, long story short, they said it took either one year or it might have been six months. But it was a long time from start to finish for one episode. Because oh, wow. they have to do the voices. They have to draw it. They have to sync it. They have to capture it. And, you know, Because it's drawings. They got to mm-hmm. do all that stuff. So, of course, these cartoons don't come out for another six months to a year after they're made. Plus, mm-hmm. they probably made all those first ones before even getting picked up for a damn deal. So, they're making them when I even know when they're going on TV. So, they might even been made in 84 right after Hogan won. Because if you look at the cast of characters, Iron Cheek and Piper are the two main bad guys. Stud's kind of there. Um, Heenan. But in 85... 485, that's when Hogan beat the Sheik. The Sheik was the number one heel because he beat Backlund, and and Mm -hmm. Piper was always number one heel. Stud wasn't really nothing for another year or so when him and Bundy started wrecking everybody and Hogan beat all the big guys. So who knows when it was actually produced before it even aired on TV. But like you said, and back then guys weren't contracts. They were just there. And so Mm -hmm. they could come and go whenever they want. And then right after that, I wouldn't doubt if the cartoon – had something to do with people signing contracts so that if they put the money in you being on the cartoon, you couldn't leave. That, you know, that is true. Fired. No, that, that is, that is a good way to, to put it. That That's why I said it was a, it was a funny problem back then, but we didn't notice it because again, we were kids. Right. But again, if they if the dirt, sees, you know, Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez were like, there's a problem with the Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling. I mean, we got people who are being still shown on CBS but Wendy Richter is left on bad terms. And, of course, that was bad terms back then. She is. Never forgive, really. She right. never forgave them for, like, 20 years before she got inducted she got into the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame, yeah. Yeah. And, of course, you know, 
Jimmy Snuka, you know, he had it, you know, he left, but I don't know if it was on bad terms, but I think he, but he just left to go to AWA, but neither here nor there. Guys like us, we weren't watching AWA, so we see Snuka on there, we just think, oh, he just ain't been on TV in a while. You know, most people weren't watching all of it like we do now. No, I mean, I knew about it. I, I had a feeling about it because, again, when you have relatives who have the cable, I didn't get cable to 89, but I did see it. And, of course, you had the Aftermax to keep you abreast of people who are coming and going and who's, like, in the top tens of each organization. Right. So when I saw Jimmy Snuck on the top ten of AWA, I didn't say, oh, damn. I, I was like, oh, damn, he's there. So it was like, oh, okay, now I know why he's not on uh, Superstars or he's not on Wrestling Challenge. But let's get into one of one of the three episodes here, TW. And, of course, you know, Hulk Hogan's Rocket Wrestling is – a show that makes you learn a lesson. It's always about friendship. It's about togetherness. It's about the family unit. The first episode is called The Four-Legged Pickpocket. Now, <laughs> TW, this was the longest episode because this was the solo episode that lasted about a half-hour show with commercial interruptions. But, TW, I had a problem here first and foremost. Okay, you know, it starts off in the arena where Hulk Hogan has successfully defended the WWF Championship and, of course, you know, they didn't put no, no thought process in drawing a belt. But the funny thing is, you know, when Hulk <laughs> here's one thing. When Hogan uh, beats his guy, you know, the shirt's still on. He didn't tear off the shirt. Right, right. yeah. Number two, the belt was the, the championship belt was actually his belt because he walked around everywhere with the belt on. So it was, it was to hold up his pants. So that was, a, that was a logistical error that I, I kind of laughed at. So TW did, did you find that humorous that he always, he wore the championship belt on the streets? I'll do you one better. Not only did it look weird to me that I didn't even, it didn't even dawn on me that it was a singlet. I literally mm-hmm. thought it was just his yellow shirt and his yellow tights. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand why he didn't say Hulkamania on it, you know, like no words, but now it makes perfect sense because it was a singlet. And then he put that belt on, which didn't even look like the belt. Like, forget all the lack of detail. It was black and silver, like a damn fantasy football trophy that was on a belt instead of a stand. And I'm like, some bitch had red knee pads. Where's this red knee pads? Why is he running <laughs> on no knee pads? I guess they wanted to fuck with you for 40 years later. So this way your pet peeve is shown on Saturday morning cartoons. Now he successfully defends the title. And here's another, you know, here's another logistical problem I have because this little girl, I'll, I'll say she's like 10 years old. I, don't, I forgot her name here, but we'll call her creeper. Her name was well, creeper. You, you, you call her creeper. I'll call her Jenny, Jenny creeper. <laughs> I don't know if she paid a ticket, but she was backstage when Hogan was celebrating. She literally, there's nobody else. She couldn't call the cops. She couldn't call, you know, she couldn't talk to her parents. She couldn't she's talk to herself. Her, she's by herself. Technically, she's not by herself. She's with her horse. But she not is right by away. herself. Not right away. Which, which, which kind of. Batman shit. That was some Batman <laughs> shit. But she was by herself. Pedophiles trying to steal her from the rest <laughs> She's yelling for Hogan for help. Hogan, yes. Hogan. First of all, she looks unimpressed. Everyone's cheering because he won, and she's like, "Fuck that guy." That's the look on her face. It's like, no. And then, no, no. She's like, she didn't say no, no. It wasn't fuck. It was fuck the match. But Hogan helped me because you're the only one in this world. She couldn't ask the cops. She couldn't ask nobody. She couldn't ask her teachers. She only knew that one person could help her, and it was Hulk Hogan. And then again, two goons, two Italian mafia goons. Sees the girl and try, 
Briscoe and Patterson, the, the goons, the Stooges, grab this girl, and she escapes the back way, which kind of like is the way she entered. She snuck in from the back way. That's why I say she did not pay a ticket. So lo, lo and behold, there is this horse that is a pickpocket. He eats Hulk Hogan's <laughs> ass throughout the whole show because he loves it. I don't know if the horse is gay. I have no, you know, I, I have no problem with anybody who's gay, but this horse loved to eat Hulk Hogan's booty. Oh, I don't know. And two, the the horse seemingly had some diamonds and some jewelry. He ate a lot of shit. So he had this jewelry in him. So at first, until the ending of this episode, I was like, was this horse like for the racetrack TW or was this, right. you know, there was a, you know, for no 30 minutes, there was no clue why this, the only thing, because when I looked at this episode before the ending, I looked at the horses, okay, this is a race horse, and the girl is grooming the horse, and, and this is the mob, and they're trying to throw the race, or the, the horse didn't win the race for you them. You gave it way more thought than that. I thought they're trying to abduct a <laughs> little girl. Okay. And then she goes running down the alley, and it comes back out like Batman in a Batmobile. Run mm -hmm. past them, and then they all of a sudden no longer want her. They want her horse. Of course, that's all it is. And but then they full, full board on the street in a garbage truck to scoop her up with the scoop the horse <laughs> up with the handle. I'm like, that would kill the damn horse. Like, what are they doing? <laughs> Do that, and, and 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 then here here's the here's the kicker here. Now we gave you the the synopsis of this episode, reflection. I so you know we're gonna go everywhere. We're gonna go front to back. So this is the way we do this because this that's is a lot of. White. Yeah, no, I go, I go, I go side, I go side to side. You gotta go side to side. How do you go side to side? You got help. <laughs> see, see, you're you're not from the, you know, you, you it's from the motherland. You know, you gotta learn Western philosophies. But anyway, neither here nor there. <laughs> but T.W. Let Let's talk about Hulk Hogan's crew. You know, Captain Lou, Andre the Giant. They all, you know. The wrestler's life is not glamorous, even for Hulk Hogan, who is the heavyweight oh. champion of the world. <laughs> they all live either in an apartment complex together, or it looked like a hotel, TW. What say you? Was that a hotel? First of all, you know what? That's probably, except for the problem is it's their hometown, because they're there all the damn time. Okay. That's probably what it is, a hotel. But when they showed it, I'm like, are they really trying to make me think these motherfuckers live at Melrose Place? Like, they all, they all got their own apartment. <laughs> and then it goes in there, and it's like a damn orphanage or a halfway house. They're all sleeping in one room. Andre starts a her uh, a earthquake because of a snoring. And by the way, tell me Andre the Giant is an Andre and George the Animal Seal combined. And then Lou Albano is Lou Albano and the Wild Samoans combined. Like they def you thought they got Hogan and JYD wrong. No, it looked got... no Lou Albano was kind of like it looked like Andre bloated more. I understand your his personality was like he was this this savage. He took the damn mm -hmm. dog food from the horse or whatever. They mm. fed him. They didn't right. feed him horse food. They fed him something and he just went pancakes. And, it was and pancakes. he got scooped up in the damn that's epic. He gets drop kicked by the damn horse in the restaurant. Lands mm -hmm. on these people's table, and then the stack of pancakes is flying in there. I'm like, the horse is going to eat the pancakes. Nope. Captain Lou ate Lou. them damn pancakes. And I was like, I'm like, what? And then Andre, with the line of the whole episode, I need to watch my figure. Do you have diet plate? She goes, here, right here. Two pancakes, one egg. And he goes, I'll take 12 of those. <laughs> I was like, there it is. There's the, there's the great humor from a cartoon on, on Saturday morning's Reflection Nights. And, and again, you know, let's go back to this Melrose Place ho hotel slash apartment <laughs> complex. Slop the men, the, it, yeah, flop house, whatever. The men 
But Wendy Richter slept by herself. She did not sleep with the boys. Because then that would have made her look like a gangbang queen. From another room. Like, she had her yeah. own gimmick. She had her own, yes, she had her own gimmick. I don't even, did Hogan share the room, too? With all of them? Yeah, he, yeah, he was hugging the title belt. That's how it opened up. <laughs> I, is it? Albano, Snooker, Tito. Tito still dressed for work, sleeping in the bed with his boots on and his, his Carhartt jacket. See, see, Mark Charles, this is what it is. The wrestler's life is not glamorous. We, you know, no. T.W. has told you for many years on the PWR podcast, he had the PWL Networks at Podbean.com, that it's a hot dog and a handshake. This cartoon literally shows you hot dog and a handshake is a paycheck here when you're all sleeping together and trying to pay the rent. But anyway, that is how wrestlers lived on the road. Or like Stone Cold Steve Austin's book, he says it all the time. That dude mm-hmm. made 20 bucks a match, hopefully get five matches in. Most of that money went to the room for the week. And mm-hmm. then he had a choice between this or that, and he bought a bag of potatoes, and that's what he ate every day. Was tuna a bag or, of, tuna and potatoes. Tuna. He ate mostly potatoes because he's oh, eating okay. a big-ass bag of potatoes for like $3. Mm-hmm. You'd peel them and eat three raw potatoes at a time, and that was your food because it's protein, but they had to work out. So that's what they did their money on, hoping to make it, and it paid off for a lot of them. But a lot of them, it, I, I personally know dudes that I wrestled with in my 20s that are almost 50 who still think they're going to get Vince's call. They're still wrestling out there, and they're mm-hmm. sweeping – Toilets at Wendy's is their actual job when they're not wrestling. And you know what? God bless them. They chase their dream, and they're still living it, and they're still breathing. But that mm-hmm. is not a fun life. And, mm-hmm. and like, I think I told you this before. Edge and Christian were from Canada. They mm-hmm. tell me all the time if they asked their job for time off to go wrestle somewhere, they wouldn't give it to them. They quit because they had free health insurance. So they'd go wrestle for a couple weeks, come back, get a job at the store next to the one they worked at in the mall in Toronto, and then work right. there. Um, but they made it. It paid off for them. But – some dudes in Canada that kept doing that are still working at the Sunglass Hut in their 50s. So it's just it's a gamble. Yeah, it's a gamble. But, you know, you, you're you alive when you're chasing your dreams, Reflection Act. So remember that. But, you know, another logistical – what is that? Andre the Giant and the Princess Bride. Funko. Oh, okay. Cool. I'm trying to find a Wendy Richter figure. In what? Funko yeah, Pop? No. Oh, okay. I don't know if they made it. They made they no, they did. I had it in my hand. I never bought it. It was at Target. No, I think didn't they make the Wendy Richter flexible in the eighties? In the mid eighties? No, 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 no. I'm talking about elites. They made Oh, okay. When well, you said I collect elite figures, I'm, I'm like, I am, that's what I'm looking at. And then I went, Oh, this asshole meant all all in. <laughs> yes. By the way, but, I have a question. I know we digressing back here. What is there's all in, there's all out. There's double mm-hmm. or nothing. I don't know if there's a three one. Uh, there's a full there's full gear and there's revolution. So there's four? Yes. Five. Five. Four. All four in, four all paper four pay per views. Four pay per views and then four special events that's gonna be on TNT next year. That's how they're gonna do it. Oh, hear me out. All in okay. all out. No, all 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 in was was a special indie they don't do that anymore. It's not a it's not part one. of it. Yes, that was the very the first one. One where they had the NWA champion on there and all that. Okay. Right. So that's so, their WrestleMania? All Out should be their WrestleMania, but they've said Double or Nothing is their WrestleMania, but I don't know. I don't agree with it, especially for what they did. When is that? When is What? That? What, Double or Nothing? In May. So, right after WrestleMania? Give or take, yeah. I like that the Great American... I still think Great American Bash had more prominence than Starcade. I understand Starcade was their claim to be their mother love. Mm-hmm. 
but to me, my best memories are Sting beating Flair, Luger beating Wyndham, even though that sucked. But you know what I mean. It's still Luger winning the belt. Um, mm-hmm. did, did Steamboat and Flair do Great American Bash, or was that Funk and Flair? Funk and Flair. So, but Starcade, remember when we Steamboat, Steamboat and Flair did Russell War, and they did Shy Town Rumble. They never did the big and ones. And Clash. And Clash. And the Clash. And Clash of Champions. But for me, Starcade, when we look back and we watched them, reviewed them, they had job matches on them. Like, mm-hmm. it looked like WCW Saturday night, but oh, by the way, Ric Flair's wrestling Dusty Rhodes in the cage. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, there are iconic moments in Starcade, but as a whole, I think Great American Bash was their bread and butter. At least that's how it came across to me as a kid when I finally mm-hmm. did get to watch it. Um, I just felt like the bigger things happened in the summer. I like that. I like that WrestleMania was winter and Great American Bash was summer. And then they obviously made SummerSlam to compete with Great American Bash, but at least they did it a month later. Mm-hmm. They did straight up come at them with Thanksgiving with the Survivor Series, which Survivor mm-hmm. Series used to be the best show of the year until the Royal Rumble took it, and then mm-hmm. they stopped doing Survivor Series matches. Now it's just stupid. It's just another pay-per-view. Yeah, um, it is. it is what it is. And I, I hope, you know, and again, I've said this a million times, I don't want AEW to fail. I just wish they'd stop talking shit. Just be another wrestling promotion. That's all I want you to be, right? So just, I wish that they would come up with games or like a Survivor Series. And I get it. Their Casino Battle Royal is their Royal Rumble, and they just make it a regular match, you know, mm-hmm. if someone can win a contract or whatever that is there. Um, but that's, I like. It's interesting that you're learning me about AEW. I like that they only do four big ones because that you build towards it, well, right? Again, like for, like I said, four big pay-per-views to pay for, and then four events on TNT next year. That's how they're gonna. So they're gonna have eight events per so year. That's gonna be big. Yeah, same formula like they're gonna do. So let's get back into over? the. I don't know what they're gonna call it. They'll have their names. Who knows? But anyway, Warrior Nation. let's get back into the nostalgia here. And, and again, I had another problem with this episode of the four-legged pickpocket. And now let's talk about this pickpocketing horse who eats Hulk Hogan's ass all the time in this episode. <laughs> this horse willy-nilly is walking on the street. Right. No, no, no problem. They're trying to ditch him so he can just get hit by a bus or garbage truck. Yeah, the, the, the horse is willy-nilly. On the sidewalk, like like it's normal. The cops don't stop it. There's no veterinarians. There's no 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 horse trainers saying, "Wait, we where's this horse from?" The the horse got, the only time the horse got in trouble was when the horse was in the diner and the chef said, "Take your horse out of here because this is an eating establishment." But well, neither here nor there. Police and then like, please do right. Try to get rid of this damn horse. So, so now now we get into the nooks and crannies of this episode, Reflection Ice, where Jenny Creeper and the and the Italian Mafia goons have interwoven each other. And then with the horse, they get stuck in the, in, I guess, a pickup truck. And, of course, the first commercial break is where the truck is on the train tracks. No, and it's, I, in a, it's in a court, uh, horse cart. A uh, horse cart, whatever, whatever. But the horse cart is stuck on the train tracks. And now, you know, after all the horse biting the Hulk Hogan's ass, he gets an epiphany, and of course, you know, the gang, do, brother. the gang convinces Hulk Hogan that we have to save Jenny the Creeper and the horse. So, of course, the car chases is going to happen. But you know what? I, I love the, you know, Saturday morning cartoons always had the, the first commercial break or the commercial break where something big, something, something is going to happen to the good, good guy. 
the cliffhanger was going to happen. So that that was that was what's supposed to reel you back in while you was eating your Cheerios, your Rice Krispies, your cornflakes, or TW. So what say you about you know Saturday morning cliffhangers? I'm not talking about this episode. Just just in general. How many times as a kid did you change the channel when that commercial came on and then miss the big finish when you went back and it was you did like damn it. But it depend it depend on the yeah. Told you back in two and two, and you watched that clock, and you went back in two minutes, and bam, there was the commercial ending, and you, you mm-hmm. got to watch it. But yeah, but I liked it. I, it was suspenseful, and as a kid, you ran the gamut of emotions. You're excited, like I don't understand. I'm gonna tell you. I'm just gonna say it right now before I forget. This show that they created a cartoon, and then they wrote it because <laughs> they just wanted to get a wrestling character. This story is horrible. It is. Of course, it is. It's not like a movie where like. When Ben Affleck and Matt Damon had Goodwill Hunting and trying to shop it around everywhere, they already made it because they believed mm-hmm. in it, and it's fucking awesome. And then they bought it and then made a movie out of it. This was like wrestling cartoon with Hulk Hogan. Fucking let's right. have it. How many episodes you got? None. We're gonna make them now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just go JYD Tito dress Tito for Home Depot. Everyone else in their gear. Uh, Hillbilly Jim, make him an idiot. Make T- Tito look like a yes. Tito looked like a manager, not a Home Depot manager, right, but a, right. but a manager, a wrestling manager. But neither here nor there. He was the brains of it. He came up with all the ideas. He was he was running shit. And they right. made Hogan a patsy. Hogan took well, this epi- well, into the well, creek. Well, this episode, yeah, that's that is true. This episode was actually a Hulk Hogan learning experience because we learned from this episode that Hulk Hogan doesn't like horses, brother. That's what he said. I don't want to ride horses. I don't like horses, brother. But for some reason. Jenny the Creeper convinced Hogan, Hogan to like you know forget about forget about his pet peeves if you will and helped out Jenny Creeper and this horse and of course after the cliffhanger commercial is over of course the gang saves the horse from, you know and and Jenny Creeper from the horse card and of course you know neither here nor there long story short the gang finds the horse Jenny Creeper and the Italian mafia. In this warehouse where Hulk Hogan, you know, lays it, layeth the smack it down on the Italian mob boss. And then, coincidentally, the cops come. After all this stuff, the horse was walking around in public. The horse was, you know, invading diners. But now, now the cops come at the end. And then we find out that the horse had the jewelry in his stomach and he coughed it up into Hulk Hogan's hand, T.W. What say you about this first Andre episode? Because Andre gave him the Heimlich. <coughs> yeah. It was actually Andre. a bear hug. It's funny because the cops come in and go, we've been looking for that horse. Well, you ain't been looking very hard because the motherfucker's been running down the street for three days. Mm-hmm. That That's the it's thing. Just, it's such garbage. <laughs> like, literally as a kid, you should... How is this little kid just running the street, creeping in and out of abandoned buildings, running mm-hmm. from pedophiles, mm-hmm. on the horse... And we have no idea why until it costs up. And we never, Jenny the Creeper never said why. Hogan, I needed you. You, you were the only one who could help me. And it turns out, no, Andre had to be the one to give him the bear hug. Because didn't the carrot eat a button off the coat the coat of the cop? Yeah. He, he ate the. And not once did he pickpocket somebody. No, he didn't. He the wedgie. He and, and, and the funny thing is, we did not even know how the horse and the Italian mob boss even, you know, like, connected with each other because it wasn't like the the mob people brought the horse into a jewelry store so he the horse could eat it right i i did love the one part the crime boss is flying a fucking helicopter Mm -hmm. that has some kind of fucking hook that is perfect to wrap around a saddle to pick a Mm -hmm. horse up off the ground and the guy goes 
boss, there's the horse. And the boss looks at me and goes, I can see. And I thought, what an <laughs> asshole. Like, like, it is, why would that be a little kid cartoon? That is straight up a Shrek moment where there's a joke in there for the parent stuck watching this garbage because that stood out to me. That and Andre saying, I'll take 12 of those. Yeah, those that, are two jokes the, that kids did not get. No, I think the kids got the no, the kids got the Andre joke with the diet and eating a lot. So, you know, they, they try to teach you the lesson of eating a balanced breakfast and, you know, watching what you eat. So, you know, so you don't have to be fat and bloated. But anyway, neither here nor there. So the next episode, the next two episodes are actually short. Let's let's say 10 minute intervals, which was very good. The next episode was called Clean Gene. So, you know, long story short, T.W., Mean Gene Oakland has business in Canada and, te- <laughs> and tells uh, Hulk Hogan and the good gang that uh, he would like to throw a housewoman party for Hulk Hogan and, and, and his buddies, but the house is, is a mess. It's literally a mess. And he gives the address, and he initially gives the address as, as 583, as, no, 538 Mockingbird Lane. So Hulk Hogan and the gang, you know, Hulk Hogan tells the gang, well, why don't we uh, give Mean Gene a great gift and clean up the house for him? So they go to 538 Mockingbird Lane. But before before they even went to 538 Mockingbird Lane, TW, we get our interaction with the bad group, Roddy Piper and Iron Sheet, because they kind of like were bullies. They were trying to pick on Mean Gene Oakland here, TW. Gene Mean or whatever. And the one thing I'll say is the Iron Sheik's voice needed to be Iron Sheik. It, it just, it sounded like it was too a, clear. It was, too, it was clear. too, yes, it was too clear. It sounded like a Luis Gomez, you know, Guzman. <laughs> Lu- Luis but, Guzman. Yes, it, it sounded like Luis Guzman, but uh, it wasn't him reflectionized. It just sounded like him, but it was too clear. It needed to be Iron Sheik. He needed to at least say all all the Sheiky baby sayings. It, it would have been Gene means, Gene means the only yeah. one he said. That's the only thing he would say, but that was too clear. But anyway, T.W., the bullies, you know, were messing with uh, Mean Gene Oakland, and, of course, Hulk Hogan had to thwart the bullies. But, again, now we get into the Hulk Hogan gang getting into 538 Mockingbird Lane, and they see a beautiful mansion. And now, you know, they separate, you know, they separate the group. You know, Hulk Hogan cleans the living room. Uh, Captain Lou and Wendy Rickley killing the kitchen. Tito Santana and Jimmy snuck us up in the hallways to the master bedroom. And lo and behold, treachery abounds <laughs> where Roddy Piper, Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkov, Mr. Fuji makes an appearance here. And, of course, the fabulous Moolah want to wreck Mean Gene's house. We got a formula for an episode here, T.W. What say you? And if they turn into Scooby-Doo because... The good guys don't know the bad guys are wrecking shit, so they think the mm-hmm. house is haunted. Mm-hmm. Of course, they got Tito and, and Snooka doing the wiring and the hard work while the rest of them just push brooms. Just right. stereotypes abound. But uh, it was it was cool to see Piper, because the first episode didn't have any heels at all other than them grumpy mm-hmm. old men. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was cool to see this. And John Studd was the muscle. He, they mm-hmm. busted the door open to get in there or whatever, but... This one was all right. It wasn't as boring as that damn horse one. Um, there was a bad drawing error here. You, you remember the first? There, there was. You remember the first like haunted house scenario? Like you said that you know there right. was a you know something was going on with the vacuum cleaner. Something was going on in the in the kitchen. 
Hulk Hogan had a meeting with everybody saying, well, we made the house worse. We got to make it. We got to do right. better, guys. Right. Did you notice that they drew in Rowdy Piper and Big John Studd in the group meeting? Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> they, I was la- I actually rewound it like, wait a minute, that's Rowdy Piper and Big John Studd in the meeting where Hogan is telling everybody to like, you know, let's get together and really clean this place up and, that you know, spick and span. It was a blooper reel. I, I was laughing, and then the, it was like, wait a minute, Hulk Hogan cannot see Roddy Piper and Big John Studd right in the in the group meeting. They, they're fucking with him. They are fucking with Hulk Hogan right there. <laughs> but anyway, TW, they find Roddy Piper's gang messing with with the house, and of course, it has it turns into a battle royale. TW, what say you? It it was fun to see. You know, they were ch- it was like you said, it was a Scooby Doo chase, but more physical because they got more. You know, right? They got their they hands on. They got yes. to wrestle. Mm-hmm. And, it was, and again, it just is. Is it the second episode that Heenan's there? Because Heenan's not in this one. No, it's an he's episode. He's in the backseat of the car. No, that that was one of those uh, preview things. We, we didn't. Oh, okay. we, we didn't. We didn't talk about that episode. Yeah, we missed so, that one. Yeah, but I just, I, I think, like, even looking at it now, I think I remember being as a kid, like. The wrestling was perfect at that age, man. You had a group of assholes and a group of do-gooders. And, and so mm-hmm. the cartoon made perfect sense. My favorite guy in 85 is Tito, and he's he's with Hulk Hogan, who's everybody's favorite guy. And then you got the scary Big John Stud, and the Sheik was scary. Like, I don't, I don't think as a grown man I'd be as afraid of the Sheik as I was as a little kid. Or mm-hmm. Piper, for that matter. But I think the cartoon, man, the cartoon made Sheik funny. Right, right. Comical. So, the, so does Twitter. But, uh... But the thing about it is, as a little kid, you're afraid of these guys because they're bigger than you. As an mm-hmm. adult, I'm not saying they're not tough, but you right. wouldn't be as intimidated as you would be if John Studd was standing in front of you wanting to whoop your ass. So mm-hmm. I think with these guys, they got it right. John Studd's the muscle, even though he was like a quiet big man mm-hmm. um, on wrestling. But but Piper, I think, did a good job of making him like driving. That's how he came across. Mm-hmm. Um, Sheik was funny. I don't even remember Fuji. You know, I was dozing in and out. I'm not gonna lie to you, but yeah. uh, but I do he was, like it, he was in this episode. And, and this is what I will say. I said this to you. I think before we started recording, the first one felt like it was never gonna end. This one flew by, and mm-hmm. when it was over, I was like, "What the hell?" And then immediately the second episode started. And I was like, "Ah!" And by mm-hmm. the way, when you first were talking about it, you're like, "We're doing three episodes." I'm like, "What?" And then I went and read our thing, and you said, "Enjoy the double feature," and I go, "Ah." Got it mm-hmm. now. So I did watch three, but I know you meant episodes two, three, and four, one, two, and three. Yeah, so, yeah. but we enjoyed this is, it. This is better for me as a fan, if, you're, if this is what you're asking me. I think this episode is better than the first one because it's the wrestlers versus the wrestlers versus this fucking mm-hmm. horse caper that made no fucking... Oh, and you went past it before I can go back. Ridiculous things. Okay. Track. This train's going a thousand miles an hour. It's a motherfucking silver bullet in England, and mm-hmm. Hogan still got time for JYD to drive around and back up. And how did they hook up? Andre he just grabbed it and was pulling it. And what's the very next thing you see? Andre, while the thing's being towed, the fin of Hulk Hogan's car that we never talked about that they stole uh, the Hulk the Hulkmobile the Hulkmobile and stopping it by grabbing the fin. And I'm looking, going, well, who's holding the trailer now? Is JYD or Hillbilly Jim? It was, it? yeah, I think it was supposed to be Andre. But again, that those were the uh, drawing eras of Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling. But let's let's get back into the Clean Gene episode. While you know the wrestlers were doing the battle royale in this mansion, 
Mean Gene comes back and says the Canadian business dealings he had were canceled. And then, yeah. and then he also tells him that this is the wrong house. It's not 538 <laughs> Mockingbird Lane. It's 583 Mockingbird Lane next door. I don't know how 583 is next door because actually next door to 538 would be 540. But that's neither here nor there. That's just my own. And it would be on opposite sides of the road for being even Abs odd. Absolutely. So, you know, and we find out that the mansion belonged to the police chief. So we, now we got police brutality against Roddy Piper, Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkov, <laughs> Mr. Fuji, while he's trying to, you know, nightstick to death all these, all the bad guys here at TW. So it was a very enjoyable episode. Like you, like you said, it was Rusty versus, it was good guys versus bad guys. The premise, the premise was there that we could all relate, even if you're a boy or, you know, a father or mother watching this together, you know, good guys versus bad guys. And these are the wrestlers that you, you grew up on Saturday, you know, Saturday with superstars or, or superstars of wrestling and all that stuff. Now, the final episode that we're going to talk about was another one that flew by. It was called Andre's Giant Problem. You get that uh, little hook there with the, within the yeah. name of the episode? <laughs> Andre the Giant has got a problem, TW. And long story short, Reflection Nights, Andre's mother is in France. She sends him a telegram and it tell and he reads it to the gang and he said and the letter says that his mother is coming for a visit today wow that's a, that's a great letter that he really like the letter actually pinpoints she is you know coming how, today you know why why it said the date and he mm -hmm. goes oh that's today mm -hmm. you don't know i'm a wrestler you know why it took so long for him to get that damn letter because that damn horse brought it to him they didn't probably put did. it on a mail truck it was the horse and the horse pickpocketed diamonds first and then shit <laughs> the horse pickpocketed the US Postal Service mail that's right. what it did and then they shitted it out after but anyway for some strange reason Andre never told his mother that he was a professional wrestler so he thought that he was you know cursing the Andre uh, I forgot his uh, government last name what was his last Rusinoff. name the Andre Rusinoff uh, family name they should not be wrestlers so Hulk Hogan comes up with a brilliant idea to say, what do, what does your mother like? She likes baking. That's what uh, Andre French said. French pastries. She likes French pastries. And then Hulk Hogan has a genius idea to rent out the French pastry shop. That Wasn't is a cross. Said we're going to make him a pastry chef. E either or. It was either yeah. Hogan or Snooker. But the, the great idea was to rent out the French pastry restaurant. And you know the funny thing, T.W., they didn't pay the, the pastry chef that owned the, the restaurant money. They just asked for time. They just wanted a, a couple of hours. No money, no no money was exchanged. So basically, they it was like a hostage negotiation. It was like, you know what, we're going <laughs> to take it. We're taking over, and you can't do it. They, treat, they, they acted like the mob, T.W. That's how funny it was. They acted like the mob, and they, Muscle. they, they muscled the French pastry chef out of his own business for about a couple of hours. So now Andre and the gang are now trying to make, you know, Andre's mother's favorite French pastry stuff, you know, the cupcakes, the pies, or whatever. The, and, of course, hilarity. Well, I'm in quotes, T.W., in air quotes. Hilarity ensues while the wrestlers are trying to make Andre's mother's favorite uh, pastries. Hulk Hogan actually picks up Andre's mother from the airport. Now, if, if uh, let's just say... If 
Andre's mother doesn't know that he wrestles. How does Andre's mother know who Hulk Hogan is? Right. That that how would and you trust? Why is Andre's mom Tweety Bird's grandma? Ooh, that's a good thing. Yeah, I guess all artists were drawing the same things. He, he probably was drawing the Bugs Bunny stuff too. But you know, <laughs> but it, it is funny how you know how trusting uh, Andre, well Andre's mother was, we like to allow. You know, of course Hogan probably said at the airport, "I'm on, I'm a friend of Andre the Giant." So of sign. course, well he had a sign. Okay, and then she so. grew up in a stagecoach. No, no, she just grew up in France. They didn't show anything else. They showed her pull up in like a stagecoach. Oh no, that was the that was the junkyard dogs uh, uh oh, wagon. Remember, there's junkyard. two things. There, there, there was the Hulk mobile. There was the Hulk wagon, the Hulk mobile, and the junk wagon. There was the two biggest cars within the gangs to to share. And now they're in the French pastry restaurant. And now Andre's mother is waiting for the cupcakes, the cakes, the pies, and what have you. And of course, the, the oven burst. The oven burst, and the and the dough is is insane. It's it's entrapping everybody in the damn restaurant. And now they're wrestling. They're wrestling dough. Tw. <laughs> this is where the hilarious Jimmy Superfly Snucker dives off and does a Superfly smash onto the dough. He did Let's that see. to the horse too, but landed on the saddle. Yes, he did. About that, <laughs> he, he, he loves to fly, and and, and Jimmy Stucker did the superfly smash, uh, the superfly sp- splash onto pastry dough, and of course the winner of this, and, and and here was the funny thing: Mean Gene Oakland was commentating about the wrestling match between the gang versus the pastry dough, and in the horse episode, Mean Gene <sighs> pops up out of the damn lake when the Hulk Hogan got mule kicked into it and interviewed mm-hmm. him in the water. So yeah, Gene, I get. He's popping up like that little thing on Kazoo on Fred Flintstone. Mean Gene Oakland was the first TMZ reporter before TMZ got into <laughs> existence. That's that's how it was. It, it, but you know Hulk Hogan could accept that kind of TMZ reporting. But anyway, neither here nor there. The pastry goes a berserk. The pastry wins against the gang. But then at the end, T.W. an attempted robbery ensues, and then you know he he wants the money, but then. Andre's mother beats the shit out of the bank ro- well, out of the pastry robber, and Andre the giant is befuddled, asking, Ma, how did you do that? And Andre's mother tells him that he take she is taking the self-defense courses at the Y in France. And now he tells her the secret that he's a wrestler, and she accepts it, and they all live happily ever after TW. And we close. This great movie edition. What say you? Well, that's Medusa. We know that. Alonja Brace. Yeah. Or is that Tori? That Tori? Oh, that's Charlotte. Oh, that's the Queen. No, look at the look at the face. Look at the face. That looks like fucking Tori Wilson or Alundra. And if you saw it in person, I could see hair and everything. If you saw it in person, you'd see Charlotte's face. Mm-hmm. No, if you I see if Medusa you, on the screen. But in yeah. person, there, there's Charlotte. Yeah. If you look at those. No, These when you look at. figures I had, this one mm-hmm. came with Brian Pillman. This one came with Rick Flair. They are not in my Hall of Fame. Today. Okay, but well, neither here nor there. So what say you, we close out this episode of Andre's Giant Problems. What, what lesson do people learn? What lesson do the kids learn from Andre's Giant Problems? 
Now, we all have secrets, and just be honest and open with your mom and let her know what you do, and you're successful at it. You're so successful that you live in a flop house on a second-floor apartment in, like, an orphanage setting, but you have mm-hmm. friends and family. You guys all share the same girl. You pass her around by going into her room. Uh, and everybody You learned all that. You, you learned all that from yeah. me. Oh, okay. And then she's like, boy, I've been whooping ass with martial arts for years. You should have just asked me. And then we, we would have been talking about this sooner. Mm-hmm. So that that is a lesson learned. You know, you can live in flop houses, have gangbangs with Wendy Richter, and all can live happily ever after. And with that, Reflectionites, we conclude this PWR at the movies here at the PWSO Networks at Powerbeam.com. TW, it was a joy to watch these episodes with you. You know, the movie episodes is always a great thing. So, you know... We might have to do Natural Libre. I'm thinking about that, but I don't never know when. Done it. Isn't that I've never done Ray's been, been asking for Natural Libre. You know, we, we give the Reflectionites what they want. Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. Woo! The four horse women. We, you know, Ray's been asking for that. We might do that in the coming in the coming weeks, maybe. In, you know, I don't do movie episodes like like all the time. You know, I don't want I want to spread it out as best as I can. Again, I want to do the King Kong Bundy Married with Children episode, so we have to find that one. So we got some movie episodes. He was on there more than once. Yes, he did. That's why we want to talk. Also in the movie Moving. Movie with Richard, Richard Pryor. Pryor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, we got some movies we can talk about in the future here at the PWSO Networks at Podbean.com. TW, before we close, give out those socials. Give out the Dum Dum Duel info. And that's Hollywood Hulk Hogan, brother, 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 brother. I don't know what we're going to do next week, but I will keep you on your toes, Reflectionist. I will keep you on your toes. All right. And I'm going to bring back the long left out. He'll probably never listen again, but Travis listened to our RVD episode. Mm -hmm. Also, he screenshotted RVD responding to your tweet, and he popped for that. I think that's the only reason he did it, because he's Mm -hmm. on the EW assigned Rob Rob Van Dam. But anyways... Mm -hmm. At PW Reflection is our Twitter. Uh, at Big Ray Hernandez is our good man Big Ray's Twitter. Mine's at Tommy Wonder 19 or at the Tommy Wonder, which is more of the wrestling based one. Uh, mm-hmm. Facebook.com backslash Tommy Wonder. Snapchat is number wonder. Um, our good man JB is at the P1JB. And Travis, I'm giving you back in here. Uh, at Nuts and Bolts, V O E L T Z P W, the penis whip. Nuts and Bolts, penis whip. That's Travis Bolts. Uh, Dumb Dumb, mm-hmm. you on an idiot. We joined, I said it last week. We joined Team Extreme or Extreme Team, whatever one is not the Hardy Boys. Mm-hmm. Our hashtag is uh, lowercase t, capital E, no, text, T, yeah. Capital T, capital N, lowercase e, capital T is our hashtag. Which hashtag the extreme team. Anyways, uh, we didn't get to do the donut challenge. That, that had to be done by Saturday, and we missed it. Um, mm-hmm. But we're going to do more of them. We did do that one where I did throw up. Um, and then our good people, Big Vito and his wife, uh, bigvitobrand.wixsite.com and patreon.com backslash the Big Vito brand. And they do an awesome job of tweeting our stuff out every week on Twitter, and I retweet theirs when I see it. I retweet yours. I retweet, retweet Big Ray's. Um, Michael Davis, I think, does a lot of loving for us. I retweet his mm-hmm. stuff. Hey, track Brown does A-track. does does some stuff for us too. Yep. So, yep. and you can find me on my Twitter at pwsoprof. That's pwsoprof. 
And of course, this episode will be on the PWSO YouTube networks. And of course, follow my guys, my brothers in arms, 8-Track Brown, the king of the reactions at 8-Track Dashley. And of course, the man with the documents, the man who has video evidence of Joe Biden and Donald Trump laughing at every American for being the sheeple that they are at Obi-Wan You Know Me. And again, I'll keep you on your toes. We might do a spotlight. We might do a rivalries. We might go back to the movies or you might go episodic. But I will keep you on your toes, Reflectionites. And to the Magnificent Seven, I'm the professor. That's Mr. Dum Dum Duel, the Iron Stomach One, TW saying good night. And we'll see you next time here at the PWSO Networks at PodBeam.com. Give me a Brad Garrett Hulk Hogan voice. Brother. There you go. See you next time, Reflectionites. Even if you didn't say give it to me, I was doing it. Of course. See ya. Peace.